At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a silver linings edition. Hornets, a lackluster offensive effort against the LA Clippers on Sunday losing 115-90. to Very rarely that we say the Hornets didn't perform well offensively, but that was simply the case. Team shot under 33% from the field, under 25% beyond the arc, and end up taking the L. But there are always silver linings to seek out, and we'll find them for you. I also want to talk about the most recent episode of Real Access. Kind of got lost in the shuffle last couple of days because they've been very busy for us here on the HHC, but do want to talk about that as well as recap the entire month of January. Yes, the Hornets are done with the month of January. They'll turn the page to a new month in the calendar, but I think it was a very successful month. And we'll recap some of our favorite moments from it with the social media coordinator for the Charlotte Hornets, Wes Robinson, back with us once again here on the HHC. Well, Wes, Hornets fall 115-90, to and I think you don't have to look any further than the shooting percentages. Hornets just did not shoot the ball well enough to get the W. I thought they competed well in other areas. They kept turnovers to a minimum. The in fact, had twice as many forced out of the Clippers than they gave up themselves, and they did a relatively good job on the glass. I know they were out-rebounded in total 58-46, to but that's because they missed a ton of shots, so they, there were more, more rebounds to be had for the Clippers on the defensive end. When you look at offensive rebounding, Hornets, again, out the Clippers 2-1, to so there were chances there, but at the end of the night, if you shoot 32%, the opponent shoots 52%, that's not going to go well for you, and it didn't for the Hornets on Sunday. Absolutely. I mean, I, I know I have, we have our jackets on right now because it's pretty cold in Charlotte, but it was definitely one of those games that describes what's going on right now. It was just a cold day 
early start, I mean, there's no excuses at all. I think these guys played the best that they could. They were trying to get a, got a lot of good looks that they had. It just couldn't get a lot to fall down. P.J. Washington had a great start. Yeah, he was. It looked like he was going to have one of those uh, hot streaking nights uh, from three and just seemed like just some calls just didn't really go their way. And got to give a lot of credit to the Clippers' defense. I mean, Tyron Loon is, is, is definitely a defensive guy. That's how he's been brought up uh, in this coaching staff. So he definitely was able to execute and take away a lot of things that we were comfortable doing. But also to our end, you could see where there were some holes and pieces that we were miss people like Gordon Hayward and Kelly Oubre, but we will miss their kind of spark, especially Kelly off the bench. And knowing that when we would go through some of those dry spots, that Gordon Hayward will always find a way to, uh, to, to get to the line or create new opportunities for our guys to, to find good looks. So we definitely miss those guys along with Jalen McDaniels. Yeah, the absences were certainly felt. Hornets are now 2-4, and four, I believe, on the season without Gordon Hayward. And something like, what, 11-20-something? and 20 something. It's not yeah. good when Gordon Hayward is not available to the team. He might not need to be the number one scorer every night, but his presence is absolutely felt. When he's on the floor, the Hornets are a playoff team and a good one. Uh, when he is not available, Charlotte is an under 500 team so far in his tenure here in the Queen City. So Hornets fall. 115 to 90. I agree with you. Clippers deserve some credit. They got and made good looks at the basket, shot almost 40% from three, and they're playing without their two superstars. No Paul George and no Kawhi Leonard for this one. Still able to get the win and get back to 526 and 26. I also agree with you. I don't think you need to, you know, rework how you approach the game. The sky is not falling. The team is still playing really strong basketball, and anytime you have a significant injury or multiple significant injuries, it's about survival. It's about play 500 ball, and the Hornets have over this spell so even though it's a loss and not a pretty one final score 115 to 90 Hornets uh, certainly have some things to build upon and look forward to once we turn the page to February let's hand out some silver linings Wes you are the guest your silver linings from yesterday's loss yeah I'm going with uh, the star and potential all-star candidate LaMelo Ball Uh, he had 23 points and 10 assists and I had to go research this myself and I hope the PR team can basically verify this for me, but uh, this is the first time in his career that he's had 10 assists and zero turnovers, and he protected the ball very well. And we talked about giving uh, a lot of credit to the Clippers' defense, and he disrupted a lot of we were, a lot of things we were able to do, but LaMelo Ball was still able to flourish in, in that aspect, and he's doing a, an amazing job. Uh, he's recorded 10 assists. With his 23 points, and this is his 16th double-double of the season, he has now moved up, and he's tied in the ninth place with Brevin Knight with double-doubles this season. So he's he's climbing up the ladder, and I think he'll definitely take that throne sooner or later, you know, sometime this season. But it was just good to see that he's still coming into his game each and every day. I think this is his fourth game with at least 20 points. So he's starting to find his shot back. He had a little bit of struggles during some of our win streaks, but it's, it's good to see that he's starting to step into that role Knowing that we're down Kelly, knowing that we're down Gordon, he's stepping into uh, into that realm that we need on the offensive end to get some shots up. So Yeah, four straight games for LaMelo with 20 or more points, and uh, he did register that double-double there uh, right at the tail end of his day on the floor. LaMelo holding the dribble, whips it underneath to Martin. He rises and throws down the two-handed Dr. Pepper dunk. That's assist number 10 for LaMelo Ball. He's got himself another double-double. 
23rd of the career of LaMelo Ball. My silver linings player for this one, I'm going to go with the center, Mason Plumley. I think he's had some strong outings as of late. Plus minus tends to be a stat where when you look at it, it's just as much based off how your teammates are playing as how well you are. Mason Plumley played 24 minutes out there and he ends up being a minus nine, but you look at the rest of the guys that he's playing predominantly with. Cody Martin was a minus 12, Terry Rozier was a minus 22, and the bench guys really had a, a difficult time on the plus minus scale. I think Mason Plumley is shooting the ball pretty well. That is to say he's finishing reasonably well. Five of eight from the floor. Do you think he took a, a few more mid-range jumpers early enough in the shot clock? There are probably things that you're not looking for as much, but I like the way that he's hunting his shot and hunting his opportunities against big men's he think that he can take on. And, and overall, he's playing strong basketball out there. Ten rebounds. He had four assists. He's do, done some good playmaking. Mason Plumley, my silver lining player from yesterday's loss. So Charlotte, with the defeat, falls to 28 and 23 overall on the season in the month of January. They wrap it up going nine and six. We'll put a bow on the month for the Hornets as we roll along here on the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Sam Farber and Wes Robinson here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Wes, we just wrapped up the month of January. Charlotte goes 9-6, second time this season that the Hornets have had a month where they have been three games above 500. You might recall, early in the season, Hornets got off to that great, great start, beating a team like Brooklyn on the road, beat Cleveland on the road, which is looking more and more like maybe it was the win of the year. All kidding aside, it was a good win, maybe not win of the season, but Charlotte had a very good start to the season, opening the year in October going 5-2. and two. We knew November and December were going to be rough with all the road games, the two long road trips in there. Turned out health and safety protocols were pretty big storylines as well. Hornets basically went 500 over those two months, 14-15 and 15 with all of those road games. Now January, a bit more home heavy, and the Hornets took advantage. They go 9-6. and six. Could it have been better? Of course it could have been. But if I had told you coming into this month where the Hornets were going to play Milwaukee twice, road games at Philly and New York and Boston, the Charlotte would finish that month three games above 500. I think you'd take it every time. And I think even though there's a sour taste in their mouth at the end of the month with that final performance, this is a January that the Hornets can hang their hat on and feel pretty favorably about moving forward. Yeah, it was definitely one that we've been uh, just kind of just rolling with the trenches and, and getting through the nights. And I think we did a pretty good job knowing that going on the backstretch of the season, we're going to have much more of an, an advantage. I think we're going to lead the league in home games going into the second half. So we'll be able to sleep in our own bed and to be able to play basketball in our own our own city to have the crowd behind us. I think we did rel- relatively well enough to be able to put ourselves in a position where we're going to need a big stretch going into March and April to be able to pull out of maybe in the play-in spot. Maybe we can get a little bit ahead and get in that sixth spot so we can avoid the play-in and have a position in the playoffs. But it's going to happen at the right time. And we talked about this over and over again early on in the season, how tough the road was going to be, having, say, health and safety protocol situations. We've just started having uh, knock on wood some injuries. So hopefully we're able to get a little bit past that and we can have a great stretch going into the end of the season. I thought coming into the year, we kind of scouted out the whole season. I thought that you know the team would probably be around the 8-7, 
seven, nine and six mark for January. This time, not because of home road team was playing nine home games versus six road games, but because of the quality of the opponents. And while I might have missed on who I thought the Hornets would lose to potentially at home, I don't think the fact that the team went five and four at home is all that shocking. I think more people would have said, well, the Hornets are going to have a tougher time with Milwaukee back-to-back than they will with Orlando. But, you know, it works out how it works out. I think the Hornets have a lot of games they can look back at and say this was an overwhelmingly positive month. And the fact that the Hornets went four and two on the road in January, I think that bodes very well moving forward because even though some of these road games are going to be more infrequent, they're not any less important. And if anything, there's better opportunities ahead for the Hornets to win on the road when you're not going on sustained trips, when it's a one-off trip to Boston, which the Hornets have coming up next, or you know, one game and come back when you're playing Detroit or Minnesota with rest leading into those games. Those are opportunities for Ws that you need to capitalize on. So I think January overall a very positive month. I'm going to ask you this question. What was the game of January, your favorite game from the month of January, best performance individually, collectively, whatever you like? Oh, it had to be the recent one in Indiana. I think that was the game that shocked the world that put, I mean, we've already been known as one of the most exciting teams in the NBA, but it it just seemed like uh, that was kind of a full circle moment for us. I mean, we knew how much that winning that kind of game meant to us. I mean, there was no ill will against Indiana at all, but we just knew that that was a place that we could have thrived uh, last year. If we can take back the play-in tournament and do things a little bit differently, I know we would, but it was one that capped off a series from a team that really laid into laid into us last year. So it was one that we kind of just got our stamp back in the NBA. And then Kelly Oubre, I mean, we just knew that he was one of those guys to be able to have a big burst like that, but it was just fun to really see him really go off and then have everybody else have that kind of game as well. It was just like, I working as working in social media when you're clipping highlights for 158 points, it's kind of difficult because you want to be able to post every single highlight, but it's it's really not possible. So it was one of those nights that I've worked the hardest in my life, but it was one that was very fun and entertaining. It was just one that uh, I seen a lot of good responses. I pre- it was fun to see us on every major media outlet giving the Hornets props and you know still calling us one of the best, one of the best and most exciting teams in the NBA. So that's going to be my favorite probably of all time uh, in Charlotte history. Wow, that's pretty high praise. I know our producer Rob Longo had a fun time cutting all those highlights from that one, too. My favorite game from the month of January is the win at Philadelphia. I think that one, it just can't be measured how much that meant to this franchise, because all the players were aware that not only had they not beaten Philadelphia, but leading into this year, they'd been beaten up pretty badly by that 76ers team. This year, they had two close calls at Spectrum Center against them earlier this season, while Charlotte was dealing with the worst of the health and safety protocols at the time, and then they went into their building. Philadelphia had Joel Embiid. They had the stars out there, and the Hornets shut them down. They locked them up, held them under 100 points, and there is a very real possibility that the Hornets could be matched up with the Philadelphia 76ers at some point in a postseason uh, if the Hornets are able to make it into the Final Eight. Philadelphia is in kind of this top six grouping where everyone's separated by three games or less. The Hornets are in the next tier all by themselves, and then there's everyone else trying to get into the play-in tournament, so Charlotte's got an opportunity in the month to come with all the home games still to make a run and join that top six group. But however they get there, if they're in the playoffs, there is a real possibility that Philadelphia is the matchup. And coming into that game, if I was asked, Who's the one team the Hornets don't want to play in the playoffs? I would have said Philadelphia. No disrespect to any of the other teams out there. Brooklyn has a star-laden roster. Milwaukee's the defending champs. But the Hornets didn't have little success. They had no success against Philadelphia with the current crop of players 
until that game. So getting that win, I think it changes things mentally. If you're playing in a series against Miami or Brooklyn or Milwaukee, let's not sugarcoat. The Hornets would be the underdog. They would be considered nationally the underdog. But they would go into those series with confidence, knowing we have beaten those teams before. We have played well against those teams before. We believe in our roster going up against theirs. Until that game against Philadelphia, I don't know that the same sentiments would have been felt. So to me, that was the biggest win of the month of January. What will be the biggest win of the month of February? We'll find out starting on the second. Hornets will be on the road taking on the Boston Celtics. Well, between our two picks, I think both would make good episodes of Real Access. The one you picked, I gotta believe, is going to be featured prominently in an offensive friendly version of Real Access to come. The one I picked, the win over Philadelphia, I'm pretty darn sure it was a featured game in the episode of Real Access that just aired. You could catch it on Hornets.com right now. Charlotte holding Philadelphia under 100 points. Defense was a significant theme. We'll talk about the episode with Wes Robinson, our social media coordinator for the Charlotte Hornets, after this quick break here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Sam Farber and Wes Robinson, the Hornets social media coordinator, here with you on the HHC, and we're going to talk about the latest episode of Real Access. If you're not hunting these down on Hornets.com, you really should be. It's a great behind-the-scenes look at everything going on around the Hornets, what it's like for them on the road. Got a good glimpse uh, behind the curtain of the Hornets making the trip on the train uh, from uh, MSG, Madison Square Garden, on the way up to Boston, and some of the behind-the-scenes of the road trips. Also, got a chance to look at how the team has been playing defensively. Wes, I know you have a, a big hand to play in picking out highlights and being a part in general of Real Access. What are some of your highlights from this most recent episode? And for fans who haven't seen it yet, why should they check it out right yeah. now at Hornets.com? Yeah, I mean, people always talk about Charlotte being one of the most exciting teams in the NBA offensively. I mean, they see a lot of the highlights and the dunks. And I think that the biggest key to our success has always been James Borrego's efforts, putting our guys in the best position to be better defensively. If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. But the only way you're going to do that is not only to score points, but you also have to get key stops as well. And that was always the biggest effort. And that's been highlighted in this episode to show how this team has constructed together on trusting each other, knowing that they have each other's backs against some of the top opponents as, as a Philadelphia, as Milwaukee, we just had the Lakers, you know, so a lot of these heavy hitter teams who are uh, defensive minded teams, we have to have the same mindset as them to be able to match their intensity on one end of the court while also still playing our fast paced game and being the league's leader in points. So and the biggest and as you can see from uh, that episode, you'll see that our, our stats also prove behind it that James Borrego and his staff are doing an amazing job. They are 17 and three when holding opponents under 35 percent from three point range. And they're also nine and zero this season when holding teams under 100 points coming into this matchup and 11 and 0 when holding their opponents to 105 points so as everything that we talk about in the episode those are the numbers to back up to show that everything that James Borrego is trying to work with this team and to be better it's it's only going to get good for us as we go down the stretch into the playoffs here no question and the defense really was the trigger for some of those great performances from January Hornets beating Milwaukee twice second one was not on night two of a back-to-back for the Bucks. Hornets got the job done by holding Milwaukee under 100 same thing for winning at 
at Philadelphia, a place they hadn't won in years. Hornets got it done with good defense there. And even though this team, you know, at its best, is going to be viewed through an offensive lens, that 158-point performance against Indiana, that's great. But this team, when it's really playing its best basketball, the defense shines just as brightly. Unfortunately for the Hornets, yesterday against the Clippers, I don't know if it was bad defense or just great shot-making from the Clippers, but whatever the combination, didn't end up going in the Hornets' favor. But if you want to you know, recapture what it takes to get some of these big wins, you want to have a defensive focus, this last episode of Real Access is the one for you. It's available right now at Hornets.com. One more question for you, Wes, before we let you go here on this episode of the HHC. We are counting down to All-Star selections. The All-Star campaign has come and gone now. Buzz City Burgers, I thought was a great success. We got a lot of great content out of that. What are some of the last minute things that the front office staff is trying to do to get the attention of coaches and try and promote further the players like Miles Bridges, LaMelo Ball, who seem to have a real shot at making the All-Star team? Yeah, just looking at the stats, I mean, first of all, shout out to Kenny Smith from the Inside the NBA crew, picking LaMelo Ball and Miles Bridges as his reserves. Uh, he was the only one on the panel to, to, to do so, but his point that he was trying to make of why he selected those guys was not only just the eye test of being excited and highlights, but showing the key, the amount of key wins that we've had with one of the toughest road schedules uh, in the first half of the season and seeing that we're still, you know, above 500 the way in a position that we're in right now, despite COVID and certain injuries. But we're playing the best basketball um, that we've seen over in, in recent years. We're not just one of the most highly uh, exciting teams, but we're leading the NBA in points per game. And a lot of that has contributed to so many offensive threats that we have with LaMelo Ball, with Miles Bridges, and also you know, other key factors is Oubre, Hayward, Jalen McDaniels, Terry Rozier. It's one that shows that the centerpiece of a lot of what are, of our success offensively is our captain, LaMelo Ball, running the point, and also Miles Bridges doing well, not just offensively and learning how to create his own shot and making marvelous dunks, but he's also a great rebounder as well. He's also helped us out to be able to play small ball and how we we're able to play so fast up the floor. So it's just it's just everything that, you know, we passed the eye test and the numbers reflect as well. The other thing that I think really helps the Hornets and the, the depth of this team offensively is just how many high-quality scorers this squad has. I mean, you look, there are nine different guys, nine different players who have scored 20 or more in a game for the Hornets. Not could score, did score 20 or more in a game. Uh, you got the usual suspects, but James Booknight has posted a 20-point game. Cody Martin has done it. Ish Smith just did it recently. P.J. Washington is more than capable of doing it. Les Minutes has restricted his opportunities, but he has done it this season. Then you have five different players who have a 30-point game. In fact, five different players have multiple 30-point games for the Hornets. So I think it's the depth of this team. That's really been tested the last couple of days. Going without Gordon Hayward, going without Jalen McDaniels, going out without Kelly Oubre, it makes it difficult. Uh, the Hornets are in a better position to absorb missing players this season than they have been in the past, but those absences have, have definitely been felt. So while we, we have some all-star caliber players in Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward as well, when you start taking away some of those pieces, it allows the defense to focus in more on those primary players and just makes it more difficult. So Hornets have a couple of days off today included here to look forward to before they ship off to Boston and take on the Celtics. I'm sure the Celtics will want some revenge. 
Orange. It's a big game for them. Uh, if Boston gets that win, they can climb potentially within a game of the Hornets for the seventh spot. If Charlotte gets a win, they create even more separation between themselves and the rest of the pack. So we will have our preview for that one for you on Wednesday. Tomorrow here on the Hornets Hivecast, a special conversation with Hornets forward Jalen McDaniels. He just celebrated his 24th birthday today. We are going to talk to him about life in the NBA, how his continued development has progressed, and talk to him a little bit about uh, going back to his college decisions. He went to San Diego State where he played for Steve Fisher, who was formerly the coach of the Fab Five at Michigan, where he coached Jalen's cousin, Jawan Howard. I asked Jalen the question, where would he have gone had Jawan been the active coach at Michigan at the time? Because Steve Fisher obviously went to San Diego State. So is he going to go with his cousin's coach or his actual cousin? We'll leave you in suspense for what his answer was until tomorrow's edition of the HHC. But definitely want to encourage you to join us. And our thanks to Jalen McDaniels for joining us for that conversation. Our thanks as well to Wes Robinson for joining us today right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hey, I really appreciate the opportunity and hopefully it's uh, as a result in a win. But the best thing about the NBA is that you can move past this and move forward to the next game. Most definitely. And the second best thing to choosing stars of the night, silver linings. Silver linings. We'll always take them. Thanks to Rob Longo, our producer extraordinaire as well, and most of all to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you tomorrow when we sit down with Jalen McDaniels here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.